we'll talk more about haircuts and beards uh, in uh, in a few moments. But let's start at the Parc des Princes, where Paris Saint-Germain were victorious. They've had a few hiccups this season, but uh, no trouble against Lille, the side that finished second in Ligue 1 last season. Robbie Thompson saw the action. Oh, lovely one-time pass from Di Maria for Gay. And at the back post, Mauro Icardi is there again. Goal number six of the season for Mauro Icardi. Draxler, oh, he's done that nicely. Draxler, lovely ball for Di Maria. And Di Maria makes it two. And he joins Icardi on six goals. There goes the final whistle. An excellent first half from Paris Saint-Germain was enough. So PSG securing in the end what was a comfortable 2-0 victory. They remain eight points clear at the top. Uh, Andy, you were at the Parc des Princes. It was, uh, of course, a good win for Paris Saint-Germain. They had Neymar uh, back in the starting eleven, Mbappe on the substitutes bench. But uh, it, it did take them a bit of a while to get going and Kaylor Navas had to make a number of saves. Yeah, very important save by Navas right at the very beginning, actually, uh, from Sheka, the uh, Lille midfielder. But I, I, I think, um, you know, I mean, I, I quite often say this when we're talking about Paris Saint-Germain, um, that, you know, I, I quite regularly attend games at the Parc des Princes. And uh, as a neutral, what I really want to see is, is a game of football. And um, too often, it doesn't quite work out that way because uh, the opposition will give a, a, a cheap goal away early in the game and, and, and not manage to uh, to recover. And uh, that was the case here, really. I think the opening goal was a little bit of a soft one. And um, Lille, you know, were 2-0 were behind before they, they really started. I mean, they made a, a bit of a fist of it in the second half, but the game had gone away from them by then. Um, Neymar, obviously, coming back, uh, didn't have a brilliant game. He, he was taken off in the second half and, and went straight back to the dressing room. And Thomas Tuchel was asked about it afterwards. You know, was this a, a, an attitude problem or something? And it, to be fair to him, he... He uh, dismissed uh, those suggestions, but not a brilliant performance from Neymar, not a brilliant performance from uh, PSG, but again, enough to win the game. And, and you know, uh, the, one of the disappointing things was that Lille came there last season's runners-up on a really bad run of form and without two of the best players. Victor Ozymen was was suspended, the top scorer, and Jonathan Bamba, who I know hasn't been as good this season as he was last season. But um, he wasn't there so either. It's just one win in 10 in all competitions Yeah, one win Lille. in 10. They're and down so, to 10th. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I think a few weeks ago you would have looked at that game and thought, yeah, this could be an exciting fixture. But in reality, it was a fairly routine win for for Paris Saint-Germain. And obviously the goals from the two Argentinians who were fresh after not being on international duty. And you do wonder why they're not on international duty. Obviously, Icardi and Di Maria in fantastic form. And um, that presents a problem for Thomas Tuchel because with Neymar back and Mbappe back again, you know, who does he leave out of his uh, starting lineup in attack apart from Edinson Cavani? Because Cavani is probably not going to be in the starting lineup again anytime soon. That's the big question, isn't it? Going, uh, looking forward to the Real Madrid game, PSG going to the Bernabeu on uh, on Tuesday night, and Tuchel has got some some cut some tough decisions to make. The feeling is, yes, that Cavani will be on the bench, but uh, they have these four superstars because Di Maria in 2019 has been. Uh, I think it's fair to say the best attacking player for for Paris Saint-Germain. Just to to touch on Neymar, you mentioned he went down the tunnel straight into the dressing room when he was taken off. He had uh, just 50 touches during his hour on the pitch. He lost one third of the uh, of the balls that uh, that he had. So it wasn't a great performance and it, Tuchel dismissing um, that there was an attitude problem. By the way, he prepared 
for his comeback by jetting over to, to Madrid to watch some Davis Cup tennis. Uh, you know, that we, we saw a lot of desire and a lot of uh, determination from Neymar at the beginning of the season when he started to come back and was getting booed. But is he sort of falling back into the uh, slightly um, uncommitted Neymar that we've seen in, in the recent past? Well, I'm not going to rush to judgment. He's clearly not fully fit yet. Let's uh, talk about that again in maybe two weeks' time. Um, because he went to the Davis Cup, I thought about recycling my ace joke when we were talking about Novak Djokovic the other week. He definitely wasn't ace on Friday. Um, I'd like to talk a bit more about Di Maria, though, because, um, yes, lovely goal. Very good going forward. And I saw he got eight out of 10 in Le Keep. I'd have marked him down at least two because he nearly gave away two goals. He put the worst up and under I've seen since Frederick Michelak in the 2003 Rugby World Cup semi-final against England. And that should have led to a goal. And then he got caught on the edge of his own area. And if Loic Remy had been the Loic Remy of a few years ago, then he'd have buried that chance and it would have set up an exciting finish. Yeah, the Loic Remy of his Newcastle years. Exactly, yeah. He should never have left. Yeah, well... um, Interesting, interesting uh, analogy. What do, what do what do you think, Armel? Just looking looking ahead to Tuesday, because the talk is um, that Tuchel, given that PSG are in a fairly comfortable position and can can give it a go, perhaps in the Bernabeu, they might go with with the front four. And it, it's hard to imagine him leaving Mbappe or, or Neymar out, given given the uh, the precious nature of the two person. I don't know, given their given their star status, let's say. Absolutely, and I think it's a good thing for PSG now that Neymar's got that first his return out of the way and equally that Flamengo have beaten River Plate, now he can fully focus on <laughs> PSG's game against Real Madrid. Um, another positive from that game, or perhaps another selection headache, was uh, Draxler's performance, Union Draxler in midfield, who had his best game for quite a long time for PSG. Um, I just think that... Dave's playing with my microphone a bit, so get off, Dave. A- Your light's pointing the wrong way. That's the that's all I'm going to say. Get that a lot. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I I think PSG are, are, are gaining in strength when when you think of all the options they have now, whether that's in Europe or in the league. They they're capable of brushing teams aside, and I mean, right now, I don't want to make my mind up too much about them. I'll wait until February. That's when the real tests come, but. They're looking good, PSG, and with all these players coming back, it's a, it's a good sign. I think they should make it a bit more exciting. They should get Zlatan back, just to add to the problems. Maybe Ben Arthur <laughs> as well. And then we'll have a, a proper war of egos. That, that's what we're going to need to sustain ourselves when it comes to March or April. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my coup de gueule. We had, we had a bit of a discussion this morning, and there were quite a few contenders for the, uh, for the coup de gueule, which is our, our weekly rant, but I'm going to take command of the situation here. Oh merde, quelle bande de chèvres C'est mon coup de gueule. Now my coup de gueule is um, about Jose Mourinho and about and about Lille and I just didn't like the way it all panned out. You know, I, I realise there's a lot of excitement because Jose is back. He's back in the Premier League with, with Tottenham, of course, and the world is talking about that. Nobody, uh, certainly outside of France, is talking too much about Christophe Galtier and the fact that he had two of his backroom staff taken away from him uh, just two or three days before a huge game against Paris Saint-Germain. And I think it is, uh, it's tough on Galtier. Yes, that is the, uh, the way of modern football, but I just feel the way that uh, Tottenham, and in particular Mourinho, dealt with it showed uh, a distinct lack of respect. We saw last season, um, and even earlier this season, Jose Mourinho at the uh, Stade Pierre-Mauroy, 
He was invited along. We know he's a good friend with uh, Lille's sporting director, Luis Campos. And uh, yeah, and he was all smiles. He was all charm. He was giving interviews to to, to French television. He was saying how much he, he respects Christophe Galtier. And the two do know each other. Um, I wouldn't say they know each other well, but they've exchanged on a number of occasions, even when Galtier was Saint-Étienne boss and they played uh, Mourinho's Manchester United. Um and I just think it would have been nice. It would have been nice to deal with it slightly differently, to make a, a, a statement, to thank Lille, to, to contact Christophe Galtier, who by all accounts was, uh, was totally in the dark. And uh, yeah, Lille have basically said to Tottenham and Mourinho, OK, you can take these guys and they've obviously been rewarded financially. But yeah, for me, it just, uh, it just smacks it's, of uh, lack of class. It's a very difficult um, situation, isn't it? Because it's not something we think an awful lot about. You know, the, we, we think about the coach... And we don't really think about the people working in the background with them. Um, and in, in this case, Christophe Galtier has lost his assistant, as well, Joel Sacramento, as well as his goalkeeping coach, and a goalkeeping coach, Nuno Santos, who I think I'm right in saying was at Benfica at the time that Mourinho, as a player, at the time when Mourinho was starting his coaching career at Benfica. So he, he, you know, he knows Mourinho going back quite a long way. Um, but Nuno Santos, uh, as a goalkeeping coach, obviously he's not somebody who's in the foreground. The goalkeeping coach is never somebody who you hear much about. But Mike Magnon, the Lille goalkeeper, has come on uh, leaps and bounds, to use a cliche, in his time at Lille. It was interesting to see him play against PSG the other night because, of course, he was a PSG player and, and had to leave the Parc des Princes to, to get regular football. But there was an interview that Mike Magnon gave to the Sports Daily L'Equipe uh, a few weeks ago in which he actually... Uh, was very effusive in his praise of Nuno Santos, the work that Nuno Santos had done in the 18 months that he'd been there working with him and improving him as a goalkeeper. Mike Magnon was the best goalkeeper in Ligue 1 last season, voted for by his peers. And so that gives you an idea of what Christophe Galtier has lost there, his assistant as well as a very important goalkeeping coach. And you're right, to lose two men like that two days before that game is is very significant. But it's more than that. It's just suddenly he's had these two men taken away from him in the middle of the season and he's got to try and find a way of, of dealing with that. And but obviously, They're still not the two most important men that he's lost over the last six months though, are they? That's Nicolas Pepe and Rafael Leal. But of course, he, yeah. he might lose even more important because I think Joao Sacramento, so the other other bloke that left this week, is he was uh, Lewis Campos's man. He was with him at Monaco. Mm. Yeah, you know, you say you say you say Pepe um, and um, who's the other chap? Rafael Leao, the most important players. They, they, you know, from from our point of view, they probably are, but we don't know what goes on behind the scenes, and we don't know how important. You know, these these guys, the staff. Yes, it's always the coach that 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 talks. Always the coach we hear about, but staff is really important. And look, I can understand Sacramento and Santos wanting Mm. to go. To um to work with Jose Mourinho, I can understand him want, wanting to earn a, re- a reported five hundred thousand uh, pounds a, uh, a year, and I can understand Tottenham wanting and needing a, a new goalkeeping coach because frankly, um there is some improvement required. But yeah, for me, it was just the way it all went went down really, and and the fact that yeah I, yeah the timing of it. But look, I think I've had my good go, and I think. Andy's got a really good one coming up for next week. So prepare that, prepare that. Um, But yeah, I I wanted to get that off my chest. Let's move on 